This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. They love it on Nebula. They're wild about it on Torinus. Even on Motus, where they don't like anything at all, they eat it up. It's Atari's Moon Patrol, the action-packed video game. Brace your moon buggy over enormous craters. Blast attacking saucers. And zap moon rocks. But you'd better watch out. Play Moon Patrol. It's more fun than a barrel of grown mix. You from Atari. Oh my! I Grotniks? Is that what they said? Grotniks? Scrotnik? Scrotniks? Yeah, Scrotnik. Mm. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Play Retro, a little show that me and Brian Dunaway host. I'm one of those hosts, Scott Johnson, and I often wonder: when man lives on the moon, will he feel the need to patrol the moon so that the moon is safe for all those who would like to be on the moon? Yeah. Parallaxically speaking, right. I think the answer must be yes. It, I I would suppose if we have if we're living on the moon. And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. And if you believe they put a man on the moon, man on the moon, then perhaps you would believe in 1982 that we inserted coins into a box to go six wheeling on the lunar surface for a little crevasse hopping action and parallax patrolling in our moon buggy to shoot up the mean streets of Sector Nine. As Lunar City police officers, I read the full description of this game. Stop or I'll shoot. Just kidding. I only have two buttons in them. All out of craters to jump. You did. Uh, you are dead. You did. Uh, yeah, the classic 1982 uh, game. What was in arcades called Moon Patrol, and um, I think you know we both use Parallax in our in our intros, and I I think it's yeah, a thing it's we're going to touch because on because it was super important. It was like it was the first true parallaxing game that we had seen and yeah. it was all side scrolling baby yeah it was as it was as cool as anything i'd ever seen the 2600 yeah. version of the game not so much but we'll get to that <laughs> it didn't parallax anything <laughs> it was uh more laxative than parallaxative but anyway uh we're going to talk all about moon patrol and we'll get to that in a minute before we do a couple of things up top here speaking of moon, moon patrol i started playing it on my steam deck of playing the arcade oh. version and i forgot i was uh 
doing that. Playing that in the maim, are you? Or did you have it? He was maimed. Somewhere else. He was emulationed up and uh, arcade uh, maim. And I uh, put the thing uh, to the side, thought I'd hit the button on top to kind of put the machine to sleep. I didn't. Uh Uh, So I just sat there, paused on Moon Patrol, or I should Uh say in the loop of the demo of Moon Patrol because I had run out of lives and it just was doing the insert coin loop of like, here's some gameplay and then high scores and then here's some gameplay, that whole thing. Right, right, And I didn't know that. Came back 10 hours later. My Steam Deck was still playing it with 2% battery life left. Oh, wow. So, and and since it was distant in my mode, I don't guess you accrued any points then. No, I I did not. I accrued nothing, but here's what I learned. I learned two things. Number one, the device will not go to sleep Without with that inactivity when you're doing emulation, that's number one. <laughs> I didn't know that. On that's its own. interesting. Um, yeah. Other other games, it will if they sit there idle. You'll it'll turn itself off, I believe. Uh, now I'm trying to think of an example where I did, but maybe I can't. Anyway, there's that whole aspect to it. But the other part that impressed me was when I started playing, I had a full battery. Ten hours later, of full screen activity and sound and everything. Right. Ten hours later, it still had two percent left. That's pretty damn good. I wonder how many uh, CPU cycles were used for the the demo of Moon Patrol in that know. emulation. I would love to know. That would be great. Yeah, I bet most of the most of the battery usage is probably that that screen. I love that kind of data. Stupid data I don't really need. Yeah. Love it. Give me the stupid data. Give me more data. All right, Brian, you did some Moon Patrol stuff that I can't even compare to. So show people what oh, you did. Do you have it true. there? So, yes, I printed out this very cool Moon Patrol 3D print. I downloaded this off Thingiverse, and it is a little moon buggy. It has got, it's got, a, uh, it's got a little uh, cannon on the top. It's got a cannon in front. And for some reason, it has a little cannon at a 45-degree angle. I don't remember that part, but That's I do not in the think game. this is a really... Weird. Yeah, this is a really sweet print. I did this on the FDM printer, which is just that plastic uh, spool printer. So I didn't do it in resin this time. Yeah, uh, but it, it turned out really well. I was really impressed, uh, and I even I even uh, took it up to the moon, and it it did just what it, <laughs> it just, did. Fine. Are you going to paint that guy, or just let him be white forever? I, I I was debating on that, but I mean, it's so it, I I might reprint it again and just print it in a solid color because the game itself is like this twitch purple yeah. uh or twit there's like there's two colors there's there's uh where you start mode and there's the championship modes there's they're pretty solid colors with just little hints of colors on the wheels i don't know if i'll bother painting it or not mm. it's just pretty cool just to have i kind of want to make it where i can spin the wheels and stuff I may look for some more moon patrol 3d prints though mm. yeah yeah do that yeah. why not I think it's cool that every week since you've gotten that printer, I feel like you've done something with the retro print crap. It's it's well, I have to. It's like it's like oh, I gotta I gotta justify this three D printer that I bought. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and so we I've been doing a lot of character prints the last couple of weeks because my office, uh, my office to studio. Uh, had kind of come to a standstill uh, just because of situations and time and that sure. kind of stuff. And it. so this week, I've changed my streaming schedule, so I'm just going to be doing my streaming uh, of retro games during the week. It's about the same amount of hours, but then I'm going to use the weekends to kind of just work on stuff, mm. get stuff organized, and that's going to mean more uh, stands for all my consoles. I've actually bought another display case 
and I'm going to put, I'm going to have a Sega section, a Nintendo section, and so on and so forth. So you're going to be like a, a game, you're going to be a GameStop at some point, right? I know better than a GameStop. I hope God. Oh, geez, man. Oh, the good news is, is it's supposed to be the play retro preservation society is, is oh. kind of how I envision it. So right, I mean, right, right. it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a little bit of my it's, – it's my own things, things that people have donated, and I just want to keep them in working order and so that people can, you know, we can have videos of playing this stuff on the real hardware and hopefully – maybe one day like travel with some of this stuff, get some of those old blockbuster cases. Remember the blockbuster cases you carry around your NESs in and still those hard cases. Yeah. I probably could carry I could probably put those in carry on for like a Vegas. Right. I could, you could bring it. Yeah. You think they'd stop me for that? The big old blockbuster case. I mean, they would scan them, but I don't think they'd, Unless they see right. anything weird, I don't think they'd do anything. And if they, even if they did, they might ask you, like, what are these for? And you could say, oh, these are, uh, were you a kid? Do you remember Blockbuster and games came like this? Well, I'm a game guy and I'm doing stuff here with the games. No, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. Now, now lean over and I'll apply some cream. <laughs> yep. You need some cream? Ooh, check pre show for that reference. Uh, right. Anyway, that's cool. I think it's rad that you're doing those. So please oh, keep it up. so much fun with it. This is Jay Check this out. Shall we play a game? Here's a little audio from this game. First, I'll tell you the description of it. Moon Patrol is a 1982 arcade video game developed and released by Irem. Mm-hmm. Is it Irem or Irem? I'm sure it's Irem. Uh, I always say Irem. Like it is an, I, I think of it like eyeball in REM sleep. Irem. That's oh, how I say Irem. it. Oh, I like that. That's actually yeah. a good way to remember it. It wasn't uh, or it was licensed to Williams. Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, for distribution in, in uh, North uh, North America. That's how you all played it here. The, the uh, player controls a moon buggy, which can jump over and shoot obstacles on a horizontally scrolling landscape, as well as shoot aerial attackers, because the moon is full of all kinds of dicks. And you right. It's actually, that's part of the description. I was going back and reading. I never knew anything about the story on Moon Patrol. What do you really need to know? You're, you're, on, you're on the moon. You got a moon buggy, six-wheeling it. And you're shooting shit. You're patrolling. What more needing to know? Yeah. Right. You're actually patrolling. I didn't realize that was part of it. You're you're part of a lunar city patrol force. And then and this for some reason the moon is the hub of the universe's thug is what they called them. They called them thugs. And I was like, okay, so I, I guess you just drive through town and shoot things. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, it's the There's ultimate no- uh revenge thriller uh against alien yeah. bugs that live on the moon. And it seems like the moon is teeming with them. Like it's a problem. It's a real problem. Oh, there's there's so many and they're so angry at you too. It's and the it's roads are shit, everything's bad, it's not a good place to yeah. be. But here's what it sounded like, and I I think I may have pinpointed why I have such fond memories of this game in the arcade. And it isn't what I thought it was. So let me play this sound and then we'll get back to it. Here you go. What you can't see there is uh, the visual. You can't see is uh, you're you you you're almost like you got what, what do you call that when your car has a lot of buoyancy when it bounces? What am I thinking? Oh, it does have a lot of buoyancy. If you actually watch it, we got really deep into this this past week. Thank you for the chat room uh, from from watching these streams this past week. They pointed so much stuff out to me. The wheels actually 
stay attached to the surface, which is which is like little hills and little bumps. And so the wheels actually spin, but they stay on the surface. And the actual vehicle seems to respond like some kind of shock. It is brilliant. It's really good. Given that, given the lack of like technology at the time to to fool me into thinking you've got some real physics going on with those tires. Still, yeah. still impressive. Like it still looks Very really impressive. cool. And, and when you blow, yeah. when you blow up, which you will, and you'll, you'll always blow, up, blow up. Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah, your your uh, your center your your center mass explodes, but then the wheels just bounce off. Yeah, boom, doom, doom, doom. Uh, and as you can see in this video chat room, we've got beautiful parallax scrolling going on, which again is this technology that up to that point I had not seen in a game. I'm sure something right. predated it, but I don't know what it was. You know what it was. There, there was there was some reference to some uh, simplified parallaxing, but this was the first game recognized for its full parallaxing, where you've got you've got a foreground with the ground you're actually driving on, you've got a midground, uh, which is usually a mountainous or city area, and then you got a far off area that's usually like jagged rocks and and that kind of stuff all very colorful too this is a real colorful game mm-hmm. uh got these bright get this bright purple moon buggy uh, and just everything is just it's just really just like oh attack on the senses mm-hmm. love it yeah and it got harder as you went and that's how they got your quarters or whatever that was right. that was arcade games then but I'm a huge fan of this game. It ate a lot of quarters for me during the era that it was down, 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 uh down. I guess it was popular but I don't think I played this till Probably eighty five is when I played it. So I don't think I, was, I saw I was it in, in the early same, days. I was in the same buggy. Yeah. Um, I oh, didn't. I, I did, did not have this uh, at our local arcade, or at least it did not grab my attention. I didn't play this uh, until later. I think in emulation form, mm-hmm. uh, and I fell in love with it because it is, uh, you know, one of those early just shoot 'em ups. I mean, you're just, you're just, you just. It's like an endless runner in some ways because. The buggy goes from left to right, and you're just going constantly. Uh, and you can choose to slow down or speed up, but you can't come to a stop. Mm-hmm. So it, it is always somebody has got the ga- you know the gas floored, uh, and so it's yeah. it, 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 it's very engaging. The entire thing hinges on the jump mechanic. Um, without yes. it, this is about a thousand times less of a video game. Um, there's something about it and really it's only there for big dips and holes or jumping over enemies or if you Mm -hmm. missed one of the rocks and you need to jump over it or whatever but I don't see Moon Patrol working without this high flying jumping little exercise that you do in the game and the the physics are really good you wouldn't think it but in in a game from 1982 at the arcade there's physics with gravity and it's like you really do when you uh, when, when you when you speed up your jumps are longer mm-hmm. because well because the speed continues uh, through the momentum. They just they just did some really smart things, and the the developer was Takashi Nishiyama, I mm-hmm. believe I'm saying that right. Maybe not. You may know him from Kung Fu Master from 1984, which is one of my favorite all time games, and then went on to do the Street Fighter series and some other stuff in mm. there. Uh, also did some directing and producing as well. Is he still uh, rocking? Still around doing things? I don't. Uh, let's see if he's still kicking it live. But he is a huge part. And this is, I think, Iram's first big hit in the arcades. And Williams was uh, was well enough to uh, pick up that 
the publishing rights in the U.S. They made a lot of money on that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, they did uh, real well. Pac-Man, oh my God, they were producing like 12,000 Pac-Man a day at some point in time. Yeah, when Namco, when Namco was doing that, it was th- that must have been like all the money in the world to Namco. Yeah, Pac-Man all, the, all the money. Yeah. All the money. This one I'm, is, not seeing, I'm not seeing a death or, or expired date on, yeah. on uh, Takashi Nishiyama. Yeah. Um, Maybe he's still so making assuming, games. I always, I'm always curious when guys from way back then might still be making games now. That'd be yeah, a cool thing. Because a lot of times these guys were super young. They might have like only been like 18, 19 years old and, you know, 82 or so. And so, you know, easily, easily can survive until then. Well, I never answered the question, which is why, why do I think that I liked this more than I have any right to? Because, you know, in, in some ways it's a very simple game. And we've mentioned very some simple. of the things that are cool about it, but it's really just scroll to the right jump over stuff, shoot at the right time. It plays a lot like, uh, I don't know, uh, scramble scramble if you're on the ground the whole time, you know? Yes. So it's really just kind of a play on that, yeah. And this was something that they, it seemed like developers, game developers were wanting to do. They wanted something that was a vehicle on the ground because we had, you know, we're, we're still using, you know, we'd already done like a lot of space invaders where there was really no surface. We were just like out in space mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. So I actually have something on the surface. By the way, the person right now playing Moon Patrol is jumping over the three minute mark, yep. uh, which is when they start adding in landmines, which your jumping becomes super important. And being able to uh, jump between those things, it gets yeah. really hard. That's right a point. Then. That's basically the point. In the game that if you're still playing there, uh, yeah. you you have you've opened a quarter account for this game, and you're just paying it. <laughs> you just and you, that's what's that's yeah. another thing that people don't talk much about on this. This definitely known for do, being the first game uh, to introduce the parallaxing, but uh, according to Chasing Ghost, a documentary, and I've seen this in several other places. I don't know if they're all quoting the same 2007 documentary. Uh, beyond the arcade, Irem's uh, this game here, Moon Patrol, uh, was one of the first games to allow continuations uh, with score retention by putting another coin in, and yeah. that's what this game was all about. Yeah, you didn't have to start Getting, over, which is nice. Um, yeah, you had to get to the next checkpoints, and you were trying to score as many points as possible. The checkpoints were, were kind of unique in themselves as well because they were marked uh, by the alphabet every so often. Uh, on the ground, you would see like an A or a B, and then you'd you have to go like the first five letters would be the first section, and there's like five sections total, mm. and it kind of loops over and gets a little faster. More uh, bad guys come along. Your car changes to red from purple mm-hmm. because you're in the championship yeah, mode. Yeah, that's right. Now you're hardcore. Look at that. Yeah, uh, now you're hardcore. That game is really good. There's nothing wrong with Moon Patrol. I'm a little surprised it never got proper sequels. I mean, we'll talk about ports and stuff here in a minute, but I, I was curious about that because I was like, man, what would it really need? What would it have taken? But I, I guess because the developers who were working on this stuff had so many great ideas that they just moved on to the next thing. Because Kung Fu Master was absolutely a hu- huge hit by itself. Mm-hmm. I yeah, it's it just made sense, I suppose, just to move on. Yeah. By the way, the other game released that year was Taito's Jungle King that had side-scrolling yes. parallax, and that looked it did. That looked okay. I still think this looks yeah. better. It came out a couple of months later, I think, if I remember correctly, when yeah. I was reading this week, because I was like, "Oh, what, that was parallax scrolling too." Apparently, it was on everybody's head. So you know, you, we we've talked about this plenty of times. If you if you think you're the person who has the the best idea in the world, you're the only person. No, someone's thinking about it right this second. And they're Gar- already doing it. Garen freaking teed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, now let's look at a sad thing. All right, I'm going to play some sound. Anyway, you recognize you recognize the limited sound chip there. Um, and if you're looking at the stream, you'll notice a um, this is a pretty ugly. It's it's an armadillo cra- climbing or, or walking across the. Gr- it's not. It's, it doesn't look like a moon buggy. Nope, that's for sure. Nope, it looks like a some kind of creature with legs, like a real weird turtle or something. Yeah, uh, who's kind of hauling ass. The essence of it was there though, and it's fine. I played this at my friend's house. It was okay. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of Atari ports, you sort of just lived with it, and it was as good as you got, and you were willing to take it. Um, I mean, the ground was that Atari ground green. If you ever played Pitfall, you know exactly what green I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah there's <laughs> there's <laughs> parallax scrolling. There's X's uh, that mark the checkpoints. It's a lot more action, though, than the arcade. It starts off right away with a lot more uh, with characters. I don't think it was like... I don't think that was a ramping difficulty. I don't think it had the resources to do that. Like uh, at the arcade, it, it ramped up slowly and it got harder. The Atari was more like, okay, here you are. And it's, it's, this is the, this is how things are happening randomly. And it's going to get hard all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, but I thought for the, for the, you know, for an Atari 2600 port for arcade game, this had everything uh, pretty much that the arcade had. Yeah. Uh, well, and plus and not, it, not to mention the, the, um, the landmines you talked about being a later stage thing in the main game in the yeah. arcade game, they show up like yeah. a minute into this. <laughs> yeah. like, there they are. It, it actually, it actually used the difficulty switch too. Lots of games during that time, I would always like, I'm like, oh, let's turn it on. I'm like, oh, I actually hit the difficulty switch. What does that do? And a lot of times it wouldn't do anything in lots of games. So this one actually lets you go like a one player, two player, just like the, the arcade, you had one player, two player. That's right. Uh, here you also had one player, two player. Uh, and you could go easy, uh, I think medium, and then hard. Uh, and if you had on easy, you had like a little, little cute little bear icon. Mm-hmm. So I played it on easy. I kept the bear icon up the whole time. This one is different than the arcade because the arcade you had a two directional stick with two buttons, one for jump and one for fire. Here we have a single joystick with a single button, but it's four directional. So you would use the, I believe the fire button is the is the button, the red button. And then you get to push up to jump. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. So that's it, my memory it's, of it. It's a little disruptive because when you're going, you're speeding up and slowing down, which is really important in this game because you've always got things over top of you and things that you're about to run into. And so it's real important to be able to time those things just right. Yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's an okay version uh, for, given, given how bad those ports usually were. So. I, it was an amazing. I was blown away by being able. I was like, "Oh, this is actually playable." I yeah, played it's not too bad. Uh, many not playable games in the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and this is this is okay. But that's where they ended it. That happened in eighty three, so just a year later, and then no sequels. Like none. They, they didn't go. Hey, here's a new. I don't know. How about Ma- how about Mars Patrol? Oh, you know, I mean, there is Mars Patrol, but that wasn't the same. Is there thing. Mars Patrol? Wasn't there a Mars Patrol game? Wasn't there? I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> I might be thinking I was something too new. Stuff up. Mars Patrol game. Hold on, this is really ringing a bell. Uh, there had to be. There's so many clones of uh, of this thing. I mean, I would not be surprised if they. Oh, that that's 100 percent what this is. There's a million of these, and they're all yeah. ripoffs of uh, Moon Patrol. But they, right? Let's see. You oh, there's Mars Patrol Total War. Oh, that's a book too. Oh, there's all kinds. That's probably the reason why it sounds familiar. Mars Patrol on new grounds. Let's see. What does that look like? I had a video. Oh no, this is 
thought they didn't do flash games anymore. This must be HTML now. I thought so too. Skip intro, new game. How do you even play a flash game? Where's your even flash installed at? Um, that's a really good question. Okay. Oh, this isn't the same. Well, anyway, yeah, there's a lot of those, and I that's why I'd heard of it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no proper sequels, no follow-ups, no arcade follow-ups in particular. And I think that's a, a little bit of a bummer, but also, hey, it was a great thing. Maybe leave it and just call it good and move on. Like Imagine you said. if you could go back in the other direction or something. Yeah. Or if there was some kind of, there's just so many possibilities because you got the most basic of games here. I mean, it's, it, it's what shoot 'em ups basically eventually became, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you turned it vertically or if you kept going right to left, I mean... That's basically what it was. You know what I want, though? I want, like, a behind-the-car buggy game where I'm on the moon and I'm running around doing missions and I got to shoot yes. shit and jump and all that stuff. You could do that in a big 3D game now and it would be super rad. Yeah. I would play I that. I would totally do that. You you want to you know what it looks like? You want to know what a 3D Moon Patrol looks like? Give it to me. Arcade's Greatest Hits, the Midway Collection 2 from 1997 for the PlayStation. Oh, tell me more. Is it? They, they actually did that. Digital Eclipse, you probably know them. They do a lot of retro stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have their own little engine and their whole idea, the whole idea behind the business is to make games be arcade perfect on a mo- more modern systems. So all the way in 97 from 1982, we get another look at Moon Patrol, this time on the PlayStation. Uh, and it's a whole collection of Midway games from uh, from the Joust 2 to the, the Root Beer Tapper, Splat, which I never played. Did you ever play Splat? No, nope, never did. Is. I don't even know uh, what that Burger, is. What the hell is I don't either. Okay. Burger Time and Blaster. Whatever Splat is, it's really weird because when you start this get this collection up on the PlayStation, which is CD based, uh, it it shows you these 3D pre-rendered 3D videos. Uh, and one of the things is you get to see Spy Hunter Car, you get to see Burger Time as a big burger man. Uh, and then you had this corn who is throwing a burger, I guess he got from Burger Time. Uh, at uh, at uh, who's he throwing it at? I don't even know. It's oh, like, yeah, why is, it, is he a corn? Why is the beer corn tapper? guy there? What, that's his deal. He He's from the game Splat. I, I'm assuming oh, I did play a few minutes of Splat. It's like it's, it's a versus game where you play against another person and I, you kind of throw pies at people and different food, I suppose. <laughs> this I didn't looks like get it. This looks like ass. Oh my yeah, gosh. Harry's throwing the the root beer. This there's is the, the, this the there's the Moon Patrol guy. All right, here we go. That there's the Moon Patrol. It's in 3D, baby, and he's getting chased just in a second here by Joust in 3D as well. And I would, <laughs> I would play this. I would, I would do. Totally I would this. play this dumb game. Yeah, uh, is, this is just is a so... pre-rendered, and I use those terms lightly. <laughs> uh, pre-rendered <laughs> 90s ass animation and stuff. But I assume the game when you would actually play Burger Tam or Joust or. Uh, All of it's the uh, they have the original ROMs right in there. It's exactly the same as it was at the arcade. They use they're using the digital Eclipse engine uh, to to render these these games. And I I played a little bit of it. Actually, I played a lot of the when I got to this point. I played it more through here because I also like to drop out one of the great things about the Midway Collection. These hits and stuff, the greatest hits they made during this time. They had like uh, they had like little bonus stuff, hmm. and they had Eugene Jarvis oh. uh, from you remember Defender? Yeah, and, no, uh, he's he, a, he did. Dude, Eugene yeah. Jarvis is a freaking genius. We, we just talked about him re- recently. Yeah. Had John Newcomer who yep. is a Joust Joust yep. Two. Yep. There's all these interviews with those guys, and they they do it through this trivia stuff. So they set you up with like these trivia questions, and you got to choose on the on the uh, on the PlayStation controller, you know which which one you think it is out of three choices. 
uh, and then the uh, you choose wrong, and they may say something quippy. One of the developers may say something quippy, uh, and then they'll give you the right answer. A little video clip uh, of those guys, and it is it is charming. And I played probably played that trivia game as much as the is uh, is the arcade really? game. Yeah, just getting did to know it, some stuff. Like, did it feel oh my old God. and outdated because they were trivia questions from a whole different era? And I don't know. Actually, they were really difficult. They really dug deep. I learned some really deep things. They weren't stupid questions. They were really complex, nuanced questions that I think they must have had. You know, the interviews and then worked their way back. Uh, but it was it was pretty it was pretty cool That's to wild. learn some of that stuff through uh, watching the developer. It really felt interactive. It was a real interactive experience. Well, it's an interactive medium. It's nice to feel yeah. interactive occasionally. You, and they nailed it. Oh. They nailed it. Yeah. And, oh, it is worth it just to watch the Root Beer Tapper developers talk about... Uh, oh, to how talk about Beer Tapper about, and Root Beer Tapper? Oh, did they talk about that? How they couldn't they do went, beer? They went, to the, they went to the back. Because, they, they, you know, Root Beer Tapper got a start... Uh, is beer tapper. Yeah, and in bars, it would be like a tabletop game in the bars. Exactly. Yeah. And so when they were workshopping this game, they they got they you know they they pitched this to Budweiser, and Budweiser's like, do it. And so <laughs> they they went to the bars, and they're you know they're they're testing all this stuff, and you could just the smiles on these developers' faces was just beautiful. You could just tell they were remembering just the best times of their lives. Oh, must it be. was so good. Yeah, dude, I love beer tapper, or, or I guess root beer yeah. tapper is what I played, but. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard, and I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. I, but I don't, I don't remember. I remember playing Beer Tapper, but I, maybe I only emulated it because I didn't ever play it with the actual tapper, uh, the 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 pull rod or whatever it is that yeah. that's supposed to pour the beer. Yeah. Uh, so I must have only emu- ever emulated it. I think uh, this is the start of my obsession with chorecore games. I think starts with right. Beer Tapper because Beer Tapper is all about all right. Here's a bunch of new customers. Take care of their beer needs. Whip, 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 fill, 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 send, 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 grab, 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 empty, empty, like that. And then you're like, oh, okay, whew, I passed it. Okay, next level. That is basically what I do in, in my chore core games. It's the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. And to me, I think you're right. I think this is the first chore core game I ever played, really, even though I did it through emulation. I think I must have played it on like a Genesis collection or maybe a PlayStation sure. or something. I'm sure. How about, uh, so in 99, they released for the Game Boy Color, Arcade Hits, Moon Patrol, and Spy Hunter. These are yes. decent ports as well of the original. Mm-hmm. Um, this says uh, right here says the screen does not seem or does seem a little tighter due to its size. Well, that makes sense, but not too bad. Yeah. Usually these ports are bad, but this is a good this is a good one. Yeah, and this was not this was not like the direct ROM. This was people recreating the the uh, recreating the experience in a little different format. They did really good. I, I thought it was excellent, and my favorite part had to be with the fact that it is Moon Patrol and Spy Hunter. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming to fit it on the cart, they only have the ability to add so many musical instruments. Yeah. So the Moon Patrol song, which is there, is played in part by Spy Hunter instruments. You kind of you remember how Spy Hunter kind of sounded? Some of the yeah. So some of the Moon Patrol stuff has that 
that that kind of bass drum Let's kind of I noise. And, I got it right here. Let's see. Oh, whoops. It's pretty cool. Hold on, let me back that up. It does what it's supposed back to up. do. Oh, that's a guy talking. Dang it. That's a guy talking. You got you in the video talking. with a guy talking, running his mouth. Yeah, just yapping away like some kind of talking guy. <laughs> talking. Nobody wants to hear you talk, you oh, big turd. We're doing Spy Hunter at some point, right? Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to do Tapper and Spy Hunter. I've already added them to my I mental love, list of love do these one day. Spy Hunter is one of my favorite games. It was. Did you, you play Spy Hunter 2? Did you play that? Yeah, I played everything, much? all of it, including yeah. that horrible rock game that The Rock was in. That was re- more yes. recent. Um, yes. Was it called it Spy is, Hunter uh, with The Rock? Sp- Fast and the Spy Hunter. Uh, it was, let's see, where is it? Oh, Spy Hunter. Um. Oh yeah, there we go. Spy Hunter: Nowhere to Run was the name of the game. Nowhere, to run. <laughs> and it had the and it had the rock in it. Yeah, yeah. And it Spy looks Hunter like really ass inspired now. a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it's it really did. It and did, and it was there's a great it, there was a great it was a great game. There's nothing wrong yeah. with Spy Hunter, right? In in that Midway collection too, they had the uh, they had that talked a lot about the the Spy Hunter as well, and they went down a bunch of stuff. And the developer would talk about the car was designed. I don't want to give away the trivia question. Ah, why not? It's a Z28. It was one of the developers that just bought a 1983 Z28, and so they they uh they put that in there. So that that's the reason why it's shaped like it is. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, yeah. wait, whoa! Lara Croft is in this game, or somebody like her. Boy, yeah. They, they this is when PlayStation <laughs> was just throwing everything right. They're just like, here you go. Yeah. Sony was just like. Do you need a busty British lady with a blue suit? I got her. She's right here. She can fight with the rock, and uh, we'll, we'll see how right. that goes. Um, boy, that looks worse than I remember it looking this game. I know, is it, but I was the worst. When you, when you first explained it, I was like, oh, that's not going to be retro enough. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, like oh, that's retro enough. <laughs> it might be too retro. It's so ugly. Right. Um, all right. So those are all cool. There is some stuff worth mentioning. Um, Moon Buggy. Right. Uh, I never played this. Did you uh, give this a look? I, I, I gave it a look and uh, I loaded it up and it was it was pretty cool. I was like, oh, this is what it would look like with a little flashier graphics uh, in 1997. This mm-hmm. was it was it was one of those. I don't remember those Windows CD collection of games. This game is so rarefied. You'll be yeah. lucky to find it. I yeah. found it on archive.org. It's Moon Buggy from 97. Uh, and it was a Windows CD collection. It's just kind of cute. I just I just liked how it looked. You know, the graphics are updated, and it feels like Moon Patrol. I forgot about those things. Those collections had the weirdest, and they were all mostly ripoffs or, or send ups. Like most of it was, most of it was just crap. Yeah, but every once in a while, you find something cool. You're like, oh, this is cool. And this is one of those. You know, the one I really liked. Um, oh yeah, this I kind of remember this. Uh, I remember the time uh, you could get it on DVD or disc, but eventually they just put it in Windows. I don't remember what version, but that old pinball game, the Windows pinball game. Oh, God, that was so good. So good. That was so good. We should probably do. We should do an episode where we say, here are the five old shitty Windows games that are good. Right. They're actually kind of fun. Yeah. You didn't think you was going to get loaded up with some good games. There's there's, there's one or two. Yep. There's another one called uh, Jeep Commander. Which, yeah, uh, did you? I, I did I not play this, this either. One. This is news to me. This one I didn't know about. This. I tweeted you this today because this this is just it's just like what it sounds like. It's 1986 for the Commodore 64. It uses the SID chip, and it it sounds fantastic. I love the music in this. This is this is such a Let's hot play a jam bit of it. Let's see what thing. we got here. Listen to that bass. Whoops. 
Okay, wait. Here we go. Oh, yeah, that was a demo, and then it stopped for a second. We'll start up again. Listen to this. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> they got a lot of bass out of that chip. Yeah, that's more badass than it ever deserves to be. Yeah, I agree. But you're, yeah, but you're riding in a Jeep. You're on the planet Earth shooting stuff. But the same idea. There's yeah. big holes in the ground. You got to jump over yeah. them. You fire up, you fire forward. It was a clone. Yeah. And that's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You know what? I actually kind of appreciate clones. I think they're yeah. weird and I like them. You know, I think, I think clones are fine for me as I, it, once again, as I get older, I'm like, man, I wish I had more of that. I would like to see more hot takes on a game mechanic that I like, because it, now we look back, we're like, oh, wow, you know, this really didn't go anywhere. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, when a game, I mean, games iterate all the time on top of other games. Like, a game will come out, do a certain thing. Now, tons of people want to do that with their games, like uh, mm-hmm. stealth mechanics. When those started happening, people went nuts with them. Uh, these vampires, so that Vampire Survivor game that took off like crazy last year on Steam right. uh, provoked, I don't know, how many hundreds of copycats? And, yeah. and there's a bunch of them that are really good. Like I, I, I think it's easy to look at that and go, yeah, do something original or whatever. But I actually think iterations are really strong way to like further the art form and like make yeah, more games. I think so too. Yeah. I, it doesn't hurt my feelings like it used to. I used to be a real snob. I'm like, stop trying to steal the thunder of the the guy down under. I don't know. I was, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't care for it. The Australian uh, developer who made Moon Patrol, right. he is the guy down under. Don't steal his thunder, you'd say. Yeah. I now, oh, there was one thing I did. I meant to mention in my pre-show, and I just noticed it in the notes. I did actually, I sent you the link mm. uh, that there's two movies that had Moon Patrol in them that were that, that I saw. Oh. One was the 1984 movie, The Karate Kid, uh, had a Moon uh, Patrol in there. But more more featured was in a movie called Joysticks from 1983, the year before, and I never heard of it. Oh, but it was on. I remember this movie. It was on Tubi. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, what is this? It's all about us." Uh, you know, they read a little synopsis real quick. It's like, "Oh, they're trying to save the arcade." Sweet, but it wasn't sweet. It was more like those ski patrol movies yeah. and that kind of stuff. You know, if you, somebody if you know is, what if you if your brain says, "Oh, when they say joystick, what do they mean?" You're right. What it, they, you're it, the whole the whole intro song is a joke about play with my joystick, wiggle yeah. it left, wigging it's, it's all an innuendo, yeah, is what it is. The whole thing. You know what it's I like about thing. that though? They just showed it. Um I didn't know Tron? Joan it said Joan Joe Don Baker's in this thing. It is Joe Don Baker is in this, believe it or not. He is the he is the baddie. There's actually a couple of people that went on to uh, to you know, some moderate success. Sure, and uh, it wasn't bad as far as that goes. But man, was this just a, a TNA show? It was just like, how many times can we show some boobies? Yep, this many times. It was it was rough. This has Jonathan. <laughs> I said through the whole thing. Yeah, Jonathan <laughs> Grise is in this, and he is. Do you know who that is? Oh my gosh! Yes, it's I, Uncle. I, it's I Uncle Rico. It's freaking Uncle Rico. Yeah, that's right. And he was in White Lotus season two. Uh, you all know him. You just don't know. He's on Seinfeld, played a homeless guy in Seinfeld that yeah. stole a wheelchair, I think, or something. Yeah. There was uh, a couple of people in here that went on to do, you know, moderate success. Yeah. No breakouts or anything, no, no, but you know, no. not bad. Not, not bad at all. I really like John Grise a lot. So I do, too. He's he's hilarious in this. He's weird. Oh, he's But he's always weird. So, you know. Now. Jeez, look how old he is. I mean, I guess we're all. Happens. Happens to the best of us. We're all, we're all aging. 
Damn you, age. Screw you, that's the video, age. That's the, that's the video game I don't want to play. It's joysticks. Age. Oh. No. <laughs> Ooh, look Getting at this old. girl. She got like, she's got a little the the eighties shorty shorts on. These are the kind of shorts that the girls wore when you, when you and yeah. I were growing up. And we were like, oh, there was a lot mm, of that. Yeah, in joysticks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, in joysticks. Yeah, it's porkies. It's hot dogs. It's all that stupid. Shit. It's all that stuff. You've seen those kind of things. It was definitely not good, and it was definitely <laughs> just it was. If you want to turn it on and go, God, this is dumb. Yeah. Uh, but it did, it did, but it was fun seeing like there, like the cutscenes. Uh, instead of having like a Star Wars wipe, it was a Pac Man. I don't know how they got Pac Man involved, but it was a Pac Man. She was using the Tron controller when they showed Pac Man. That bugged yeah, me that's, a little. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that's like a Tron controller. So, and then they had like this one part where they made this huge, giant couple of joysticks that are just outrageous. There's, there's things to be gleamed from this thing i suppose but boy you have to the the price is it's the price is high the price is high you're gonna pay <laughs> you're gonna pay for that you're gonna pay that price uh real quick here uh, if you want to play this today you can emulate it you can get the arcade machine if you can find it good luck it's like the a-team they're kind of hard to find but if you can right you can hire them um <laughs> arcade archive uh, nintendo playstation etc they've all got their collections or whatnot and yeah. then the Williams and our Atari collections optimal included as well. I would recommend that, that one from 97 is the one uh, that I would look for if you can uh, for the yeah. PlayStation. Cause I just think that goofiness around it is too good to miss. It's too good. And you know? it's, it's funny because it's an inception level because I downloaded the CD to play in the PSX emulator on retro arch, actually on my Mr. FPGA. Oh, nice. uh, and then of course it's got another emulator running the software inside of that. So but it ran perfect. Now, here's the crazy perfect. thing. There's a weird game on Steam, which just launched. So I'm glad you added this. Yes. Um, this is called Fantasia Furry Road. <laughs> I thought Scott might like that. I'm like, oh, Scott's going to like it. I'm this. a fan. Um, what I like about it is the physics are legit. It's also weird yeah. as shit. Yeah. Like, look at this barfing baby. This is actually a live stream of the developer that's going on right now. Oh, uh, is this, it? This puking baby trying to nail this, your, your little ice cream truck candy truck back there in the back um it looks weird i think this art style is crazy it's basically moon patrol with a ton of other shit added it's really good yeah it's not like a big collection collecting type game but it's more like that side just you know that side scrolling physics bouncing up and down shooting crap from above and in front of you i thought it looked pretty neat yeah reminds me of hill do you remember hill climb on phones Oh, yeah. yeah. Hill Climb 1 and 2, very similar to the way yeah. you have to control it. That's why I think I always liked that, because it reminded me of playing Moon Patrol, because Moon Patrol has that vibe right. of, if I'm not careful, this car is going to tip over, even though that game really is never going to tip over. But it's a real weird one, and it's only 14 bucks, and it just came out. Like, uh, Let's see. I can read the date. It came out September 29th of last year, so it's relatively yeah. new. Uh, $14.99, and there is a demo. Uh, for Mac or PC. Do it. So What's your it excuse? It's got a demo. You got no excuse. None's, he killed the baby. None. He killed the baby. Oh, warning. no. Oh, shoot. Trigger no, warning. He killed the baby. Oh, he did. Destroy it. The giant juking <laughs> baby. That's right. Now let's destroy our own baby by playing uh, Guess My Game. And these are old <laughs> games that we picked some old clips for. We're going to play them here and try to stump each other. We get three questions and three questions only before we make our final guess. If we don't get it, we get no points. If you get it, you get points, but the points get you nothing. All right. The points get you nothing, friend. Here's uh, here's my clip. This is uh, your early hints. 1993 Sega Genesis title. 
All right. 93 on the Sega Genesis. All right. Genesis. All right. Here it is. Let me hit the play on this. Here we go. Where is it? There it is. Nope. Why is it not here? There it is. Wow. I would have thought that was Super Nintendo. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good for Genesis sound. And I recorded this directly from the cart or from the uh, the ROM. Right. Any any guesses yet? <laughs> any questions? What do you what is what are your questions? Uh okay, so let's start with uh is it um is it based on intellectual property? Yes. This is, okay. Yes. And it's one well no, I'll just say that. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is. Is it a Nickelodeon property? No. <sighs> I'll help you with that one by saying this is this way predates Nickelodeon. Oh, interesting. Yes, 93 miles? Yeah. The game doesn't, but the IP does. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah. The IP does. I got you. Yeah. Chat room so far, not getting it. Um, You're not getting the chat room. Lots of choplifters. <laughs> Always the choplifter. Always with the choplifting. Any other this... guys? Here, you know what? If I play the intro again, it might... Play the intro again. Listen to this very carefully. Wait, 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 I know that. Wait, 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 wait. Is that, is that like a... That's where the, I cut the, it off. Is that like a Looney Tunes kind of thing? Oh, is that your third question? Uh, yes. Is it like a Looney Tunes thing? Is it like one? Is it is it a Looney Tunes thing? No. Is it a, uh, I'll answer no. the question twice in two different ways. No, I it's not it, Looney Tunes. Is it, but, is it a Warner Brothers thing? How about that? Um, No. It's kind of... Okay. All right. But when you said, is it like a Looney Tunes thing? That's oh. closer to the Yes. Okay, so it's an old property, kind of like Looney Tunes. Yeah, it sounds like they're driving in some kind of cars or something, but you can't tell me now because they've already answered. You already answered all my three questions. Um, it doesn't. Wait, 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 wait! I just heard it. Wait a second. It's not Popeye. <laughs> no, it's not Popeye because it's definitely not Popeye theme. Um, Popeye, not, not Popeye. Flint, it's not the Flintstones because that's not. It's not the Jets. No. Someone that in the sounds chat. so familiar now. Wait Someone a second. got the chat in the chat. Got it here. I'll play it one more time for you. Okay. Right. That intro is really a big deal. Hold on. It is. Oh, wait, I know this. And then oh, it cuts. Shit. What is it? I have it. I have it. It's, it's like, the reason that I cut it is so like, that you wouldn't get it. But it's right there. It's in my head. It's. I've heard this a million times. Oh my god. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, Is it Woody Woodpecker? <laughs> no, the answer is not Woody Woodpecker. The answer is Tom and Jerry's Frantic Antics. Oh, I know Tom this and Jerry. Yes, yes, I can see it now. I can hear it. Crap. Yeah, but you can hear it. If you hear the whole song, you're going to give it away. So that's why I did a little bit of it. But that sounded much more like Woody Woodpecker, though. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Who's the guy that did? Who did Woody Woodpecker? What was his name? Uh, uh wait, I know uh Woody Pooper, Woodpecker is uh uh <laughs> you said Tommy wood Pecker pooper. Tommy 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 Peckerton. Tommy Peckerton, no. yep. It's the Peckertons. Uh, why is his name why would Williams? Is it uh oh shoot, why am I blanking on his name I now? I don't know. Uh Gratz, by the way, two got in the chat. I'm trying to get the right. Oh somebody Walter Lance, there you go. Oh Walter Magic Lance, says yeah, yeah. 
Walter Lance. There you uh, go. And some, yeah, it looks like a couple of people got it in the chat room yeah, there. Sir John Card was the first to get it. Nicely done, Sir John Card. Sir John Card. You did it, man. Um, all right. That I'm makes gonna, sense. That makes sense. I'm going to play yours. What's the year and what's my platform? What do we got? Uh, we're looking at 1992 is a SNES game on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. All right. I think that's enough to start. Here we go. Yeah. Asian sound. That's your question. I mean, it's clearly Asian influenced something. Right? Super Nintendo, you said? What year? Super Nintendo. The North American release was 1992. Um, okay, three questions. Is this a Nintendo IP? Uh, no. Third party? Okay. Third party. Is it a Disney IP? Uh, no. <sighs> I only got one question left. Um... Is it a uh, is it a platformer? No, it is. Do we tell you what it is though? Because like, okay, so you asked was a platformer, so I can answer that question. So it's, it's like an action adventure game. Okay, action adventure game. Right. Uh, I don't freaking know. I I I don't know what else to guess. Um, you you ready? I thought you were gonna say it was Mulan, but that was years later. Oh, much later. Yeah, yeah, that's why I asked Disney. Um, I give up. What is it? It is the Legend of the Mystical Ninja. Oh, oh, I've heard of that. Never played Kon- it though. Konami. I had not really heard of it until more recently. It's a Konami game. Uh, but it was it's a whole series. Uh, Gonbear Gomon or something like that. I don't know how to exactly pronounce it, but uh, Gomon Go uh, Gobear Gomon. Go Gon G A N B A R E. Yeah, but uh, Legend of the Mystic Mystical Ninja is what we call it. Yeah, it says here. Uh, I just went. I put it through Chat GPT to see what it would say. <laughs> the Legend of the Mystical Ninja was developed by Konami, which you're absolutely right. Uh, it is an action adventure game that was released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in 1991. Mm-hmm. I think that was in Japan. The American release was later. Right, correct. 92 uh, for us. All right. Well, I got it right. We're testing yeah. the AI to see if it knows things. Fantastic. Very good, but yes, this is a very cutesy game. Someone had suggested that we do this series. There's, uh, I think, there's three of them, and they made it onto the uh, to the Wii Virtual Console and stuff, and the, all all the way up to the 3DS. Nice, which had a virtual console. Who's, who mm-hmm. suggested this? Do you remember who told you? I uh, can't remember. It was suggested one night when we were streaming. Well, then you're not going to get any credit today, whoever you are. Ooh, I'm sorry. You will have to remind me later. Brian's fault. I'm sorry. Okay, now this. Welcome to the treasure room. So this is the treasure room. It's where we do emails. Try this level now. Oh, and sometimes it's phone calls. So we're going to try that level. All right. Okay. Uh, We got a question about 2009 versus today. And I'll let the listener explain. Somebody named Sable. All right. Sent this in. So check it out. Hi, Scott and Brian. 
Do you think people who were 9 or 10 in 2009 and played Minecraft then look back on that in the same way some of us olders look back on the 2600 or certain arcade games? It just seems so different to me. Okay, I can answer this directly. I'll bet you can too because we both have sons of a certain age. Right. And Nick was 8 or 9 when Minecraft happened. Right. And he is now 22. Right. Hold on. Is that right? Anyway, he was obsessed with that game. All he wanted to do was play Minecraft. And not only that, he wanted to get on mod sites all day and get viruses that I could never remove from his computer because he was trying to. It was all Java based, man. Yeah, it was a joke. Uh, But anyway, it was a huge deal. And there's a bunch of kids around his age that that was their mean potatoes for gaming. That's all they wanted to do. So I can relate to this in the sense that if I ask him today, that feels like ancient history to him. To me, it doesn't seem like that long ago. And Minecraft's still a a growing concern, right? It's still a thing. Exactly. Um, That's what makes it, that's what makes the the question complicated is because like all the stuff that was on the Atari when we were kids, we were already on other consoles that really weren't carrying over many of these game properties. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, So when I was like 23, the games coming out were ones we just mentioned, like, uh, Right. The, the, the Genesis game I played, whatever the hell I just call it, oh, Tom and Jerry's Frantic Antics. That was right. when I was Matt Nick's age. So that stuff would have been like hyper, um, uh, you know, fast speed, beautiful colors, mm-hmm. side, side scrolling, parallax scrolling, whatever, you know, the hottest 16 bit possible thing. And if then you, if I went back to when I was nine, I mean, what was I playing? It would have been Space Invaders. But you're right. shit. So it's a good question, it's, it, but it is very complicated because I think Zoe, who's probably the one closest to that, uh, she 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 goes back a lot and plays Minecraft. She'd be like, ah, I hate Minecraft. I'm never playing it again. And yeah. then, you know, like then you go a back. year later, it's like, I play Minecraft. I'm like, OK. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it. I guess what I'm saying yeah. is the 20 somethings. It's a higher curve and it's the more leveled off because Minecraft's not that far into the tech distance. Right. But, and in some ways, it's still like hugely innovative in its own right. Yeah, yeah. But but Space Invaders, the difference between Space Invaders and um, any pick any ninety three game, you know, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Right. They couldn't be more different. Like it's so much more advanced. Such. It's different gameplay, different world, different different yeah, different gameplay, different graphics, just totally different. uh, Space Invaders had one color, and it was black and white. (laughs) Well, that's two, but they had one color capable of showing on that black screen. Right. And but it, you know, but emotionally, I think everybody does that when they when they turn twenty. Emotionally, you're going to, you're going to look at you're going to look back and go, oh, we we all do this, no matter what age we are. We all look back and go, oh, remember the simpler times? Yeah, it was it was there was there was no frustration with it. It was just you know, it was just playing. That is nostalgia in a in a nutshell. Yeah, and and you have some of that. Uh, listener about your 2600 and a, and a 22 year old has that about minecraft and it's okay it's all right yeah that's someone's, what you do that's what you, someone's yeah. gonna have that about Fortnite. somebody's gonna have that about this weird fantasia thing we looked at like yeah. one one day this is classic <laughs> you know <laughs> classic gaming one day one day far too soon Scott. far too soon uh, all right. Well, there's the end of that. Thank you, uh, listeners. And uh, listen. like us, we both failed this week. Good job. But chat room didn't. Chat room did get the uh, what was it? What was the game again? Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry's uh, frantic panic or whatever it is. What did I call it? Frantic kitty kitty cat 
Ant- frantic right. antics. That's it. There you go. Frantic. Frantic yes. kitty cat versus mouse.com. <laughs> Uh, real quick here, uh, the number he used to call that in, 801-471-0462. And if you want to send your messages into that, you can. You can do a voicemail, a text there if you'd prefer, or an email to uh, playretroshow at gmail.com. Our next discussion is going to be River City Ransom, you guys. Yes. Woo! River City Ransom on the NES and the Cuneo Gun series, if I have any time to do it yeah we might be able to squeeze that in yeah. um so yeah. but that was important to me because i've been kind of playing this from last year we talked a little bit uh, a few weeks ago about renegade uh the Mits- mitsurio mitsuro i'm not saying that right yoshida, yoshida who was the yeah. designer who did river city ransom passed away this last year and yeah. ever since then i've been trying to go Ooh, i need to go back and visit river city ransom and, and kind of do a deep dive he was only 61 too young too young too young yeah don't like the young dying don't do that no yeah, you, uh, uh, Lan- him, Lance Reddick, uh, who else died recently too young? Just quit doing that. Quit dying young. Yeah, don't do that. There's, too many, really, there's too many really old douchebags for the young, nice people to die. All right? Yeah. Too many older douchebags getting to live. What is that about? <laughs> Only the good die young. I've heard it before. Only the good die young. That song was so true. I'm going to start being a huge dick so I can live longer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. So what can I do? Can I start? I, I think uh, you have to balance it, don't you? I mean, like you have to, like you can't be too dickish because then someone will kill you. But you got to be dick enough that they don't want you in the afterlife, right? Oh, it's like, I oh, see. Mm. No, that's good. Keep them there. I like where you're. I like where your heads at with that. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll let you know how our our new dick lifestyle goes. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, though, River City <laughs> Ransom for the NES and uh, and and more next week, right here on Play Retro. Play Retro Show at gmail.com is our email address. Like I said before at play retro show on Twitter. You can uh, also send us those number or those, uh, those texts or those voicemails at 801-471-0462. And a reminder to join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash play retro. You might say why? And I would say, well, how do you like the idea of never having to deal with a single commercial ever? Yes. Or how would you feel about uh, getting cool stuff uh, digitally? Or how would you feel about just supporting your favorite show of all time? Well, Aww. now you can find out. Head on over to patreon.com slash play retro today and become a part of the larger play retro family. Yes. I think it's going to do it for us. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with more. In the meantime, play something retro and we'll see you then. If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Sonic Software Planning. What? Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game, and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 